Hello, babes. So I've been doing this podcast for about a week now, and I would say that I am starting to get a little bit of traction. Not to toot my own horn, but I have more than zero listeners, and that is an accomplishment. I mean, as long as there is one person on the other hand, on the other end, receiving this message, this podcast, this information, and utilizing the information in their own reselling lives, that makes me so happy. Like, I I love that. I love that for you. Love that for the pod. We are going to do some little life updates. What I've been doing, how my reselling's going, and a huge announcement. So let's start with this weekend. I had the most fun weekend and some of the best inventory sourcing I've ever had in my whole reselling career. So let's start with Saturday. Saturday, I contacted this lady who was super nice and she basically is a reseller herself. She said that she also does costume design on like movie sets and TV shows and stuff like that. And she had a gig in San Diego she was going to um, next week. So I was like, oh my gosh, like that is so cool just to learn that all about her. And I was able to go to her house and shop her store. And she had quite a few clothing racks, maybe five to 10 clothing racks, I would say. And all the racks were kind of sorted out by prices, just varying prices and stuff like that. I was most interested in going to her place because I saw that she had some very vintage, unique, like Betsy Johnson-esque pieces. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I, I have to go. Like I have to know more about them. And they were Betsy Johnson. I found a lot of Betsy Johnson at her place. And I think they were mostly her consignment clients pieces. Not too sure on that, but I got a couple new with tags, Betsy Johnson, like earlier stuff, like a baby doll type of thing. And I was able to get Betsy Johnson punk label items. And I, to tell you the truth, I really didn't know anything about the Betsy Johnson punk label until I met up with this lady and she told me a little bit about it and she said that you know they're like super rare pieces and not a lot of people have them and I checked comps on eBay later on when I got home I took her word for it um I didn't check comps in front of her because I was like okay I trust you and I was getting a really good price and I was like you know even if it doesn't sell for that much it'll be okay because I mean the pieces were just so fucking cute they were so cute and I get I get home and I'm like okay Betsy Johnson punk label eBay sold listings quite crazy I have to tell you a hundred plus dollars for each black like a punk label items I think I saw a punk label dress that went for like $4.95, $4.95, like best offer accepted. So I would say the offer was around the $4.95 ballpark. So that made me really hopeful. And some of the pieces I currently have, I did not see listed on eBay. So maybe they are really truly that rare. 
I also was able to pick up quite a couple, quite a few like vintage just dresses, casual dresses, I would say lots of patchwork pieces, really fun, cute printed stuff. And then I went to another person. The second person I went to is an eBay seller, longtime eBay, eBay seller. And he said he had like a ton of women's vintage clothing and it was around $2 per piece. And I'm like, okay, you know, you know, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to pick that shit up. So I go and it's kind of cold outside, not going to lie. And, and the listing, it was like, um, you know, come check out these vintage pieces. And it was just a pile of clothes, like assorted clothes, really blurry images. And like, you couldn't really see it. And I was like, okay, sketch, but uh, $2 a piece, say no more. So I ended up going and he brings out two totes on his deck and I'm like, okay, if anything goes down, like, I'm gonna run right out this fence. Like, I was pretty happy that I didn't have to go inside of his house because I think that's a little weird. Like, initially, just for me, just saying that's a little weird. But I will say the the woman who I went to first, beautiful house. Uh, I had no problems going in her place because it was set up like a, like a store almost upstairs. And, but the second guy, I don't know kind of weird vibes, but he brought out two totes, put them on the deck outside, and I was able to go through these totes. I found quite a few pieces, around 40 to 50 items. I found like a free people dress, weirdly enough, uh, not vintage, but I did come across loads and loads of vintage men's t-shirts. I even found, it was so weird, I even found a Bud Light pair of boxer briefs brand new with tags from like the 90s and i'm like okay weird but okay like collector's item maybe like literally they were brand new never worn that's why i got them i usually don't pick up underwear um or like undergarments maybe if it's uh, like a really cute baby doll top like lingerie piece but other than that, you know, I'm I'm not looking for box of briefs, but these were super cool, new with tags, like brand new, literally somebody bought them, kept them in storage, did not wear them. I'm like, okay, cool. Paid him. And at the end of the day, I was just so like, like on such a high after the thrift haul I just had. And I'm like, oh gosh. What about tomorrow? I need to go to bed for so I could actually, you know, work tomorrow. So I took some melatonin and like went to sleep. So Sunday, Sunday was a huge, huge day for me. I ended up traveling about an hour away to Tyler, Texas. Or, or is it Taylor? No, Taylor, Texas. Yes, sorry. Not Taylor, not Tyler. I'm thinking of Tyler's the store. There's a store called Tyler's in Austin. Yeah, anyway, so there's um, Taylor, Texas, an hour away from Austin, mind you. I'm in Austin, Texas currently. So it's a little bit of a drive, but 100% worth it. And I actually contacted this husband and wife that own a vintage mall. It's called Ventique Mall antique store in Taylor, Texas. It was so cute on the inside. I cannot tell you guys 
if you're in Taylor, Texas, hit this place up. They had a ton of cool vintage pieces and it was like I expected. So let's go over the listing first. The listing was literally, quite literally, a huge pile of clothes. And it was like 1,000 pieces, come pick up, must take all $100. And I messaged the guy and I'm like, um, is this all right? Like, I'm, I'm on the way, like, let me come over tomorrow. And I messaged the guy and he's like, yeah, it's, it's a hundred bucks. Like, make sure to bring a truck or a trailer. And I'm like, okay, I don't have either of those, but I will bring the biggest car I have. And it was fine. It ended up being fine. And to tell you the truth, I did not believe this guy or the listing. I was like, there's no way I'm going to get 1000 pieces of clothes for $100. There's just no way. And I get there girl i kid you not it was quite literally 1000 items <laughs> belts hats t-shirts women's clothes men's clothes lots of kids clothes i have a feeling the lot the clothing lot was from like a old storage unit that used to be some kind of thrift mall because on quite a few items they were priced they had like stapled prices kind of like how the salvation army does they don't use tags they're like goodwill not like the plastic ones they just literally have little pieces of paper and staple them which i'm not a huge fan of but i kept finding pieces like that and oh my goodness uh, pieces from the literal 60s and up like 60s 70s 80s 90s and nothing younger than that it was great. I would say I probably found majority dresses, maybe shirts. I don't know. There was a good mix. Definitely picked up some kids clothes by accident. I tried to not pick up kids clothes because I do not sell kids clothes. I do not know anything about vintage kids clothes or how they sell or anything. But I know I definitely did pick up a few pieces because my entire truck like car was filled to the absolute brim with clothes i filled up um nine really big trash bags <laughs> um then they're sitting in my garage right now i need to process all of them but of course i'm starting with all the stuff i got from saturday and then i'll move on to all the vintage stuff which i'll probably get to I want to say next week since, okay, here, yeah, here's the big announcement. I'm going to do reselling full time. Yes, ma'am, full time. Because I was telling myself, you know, maybe I need a real job. Maybe I need to like get it together, get like a call center job, whatever. And I'm applying for all these jobs. The job market sucks. I mean, if you don't have a job right now, if you're unemployed, like just graduated in December, like me, like, yeah, kind of a weird time to graduate. But you would also think like also a good time to graduate because you don't have all that competition from other students graduating. Well, the job market is complete ass. All I'm getting messages for are bartending jobs, serving jobs. Jobs with 
no benefits and of course like sales like selling life insurance and stuff oh my gosh I need some water but um yeah and uh every single job like that just made me sad and I'm like you know what I I don't want to do this like fuck this like I will not be happy in an office job I simply will not be happy I truly have a passion for learning about brands, thrifting, doing these crazy flips, talking about them, content creation about my reselling. I mean, to give you guys an example, I always wanted to be a YouTuber, right? Ever since I was a kid. Of course, YouTube started like really popping off when I was a teenager and of course I was like okay like I want to be I want to be just like Shane Dawson or I want to be like Jenna Marbles like the big YouTubers and I tried it and of course like it didn't work it failed and being a YouTuber is very hard and I do have plans for doing video podcasts in the future just so I can kind of kill two birds with one stone kind of thing and like maybe make some shorts off of them stuff like that but I I would not wish that on my worst enemy yes so I'm going to be doing reselling full-time along with content uh, creation of course this podcast being the number one thing I will be putting out podcasts Monday Wednesday Friday this podcast right now will be up and running um It will definitely be going up by midnight. I'm going to do minimal editing on this podcast. I feel like I can just really do it all in one go. So yeah, I'm going to be going full time. It's going to be great. This week, I am just going to be focusing on what I got on Saturday. Because what I got on Sunday was not a thousand pieces. I was not able to take every single piece in that pile because it was quite literally a thousand pieces and I was like you know I don't believe this guy I should have believed him excuse me I could have taken the whole thing I didn't though and low-key it like kind of worked out for me in the end because I was able to really be a little nitpicky and just kind of pick through what I really wanted now the kids stuff I did pick up consciously were like big enough items to be like baby tees at least, like maybe a women's small or a women's medium, stuff like that. But of course, like when I do list it, it'll say explicitly like kids size clothing, you know, can fit women's small, stuff like that. But yeah, I have uh, nine trash bags to go through. Really quickly, I just wanted to come in and say that I'm having a huge sale on my Depop right now at up and out thrift if you find anything shoot me an offer if the price is too damn high shoot me an offer i will probably accept it because i am just looking for sales right now one of the big pay cuts i took from this whole reselling thing was because i completely messed up my inventory system Uh, If you haven't heard my previous podcast, that's okay. I was cross-listing to eBay, Poshmark, Mercari, and Depop. And I would like make listings in eBay and then not 
cross post them to depop anyways it was all kinds of messed up i went ahead and just decided you know what look like i am primarily only going to do depop it's my like number two platform my number one platform was definitely ebay and i don't regret it i don't regret quitting for a while and it's been it's been about a month since i've gotten off of ebay and all those platforms but i really had to focus on my inventory system and now it is solid like it is all in an excel sheet i know where everything is no more numbers i'm only doing bin system right now and that's helping me a lot okay enough about me let's get into what sold for me during q4 the last couple months of 2022 and a little bit of january first on the list was an american eagle outfitters 90s button-up blue green plaid sweatshirt oh not sweatshirt button down <clears throat> this was a really good find for me and sold for about 15 bucks I sold an ugly Christmas sweater in November gearing up for the holidays. I definitely sell a lot of Christmas stuff in the September to November months and highly recommend to get that stuff up all year round, actually. If you have a Christmas item, go ahead and list it. Christmas in July? Ever heard of that? People actually literally do Christmas in July shopping. They will do Christmas shopping then because it is kind of cheaper. And, you know, if you could get it for a really good price, get things moving. Holiday stuff all year round. Right now, I have a couple like Valentine's Day, like heart love items. And it's January 16th. February 14th is right around the corner. So I got to get those up first pretty soon the next thing i sold a vintage 90s i can't take it anymore embroidered hat this was a really funny hat um that was a good find hats aren't doing really good for me anymore i don't know what to do with my hats i think i'm gonna sell my hats in big bundles and just get rid of them because i don't want to deal with hats anymore literally i just i hate hats <laughs> And O'Reilly's Auto Parts hat, another one. An Indiana t-shirt. That was like a penny tee. A drunk drag Broadway graphic black tee. This was a really nice graphic print. Um, like medium large fit t-shirt. Graphic print shirts. Always a hit. A 90s. Aberdeen sweatshirt, large vintage University of Aberdeen sweatshirt. Sweatshirts, one of my favorite things to sell. <laughs> sweatshirts, pullovers, always in style. Always get larger sizes because people love the oversized fit. They're super comfy, especially if you're like a, you know, a medium large person like me i'm a mid-sized girly i always like to get my sweatshirts in a large or extra large because like a medium does fit me it looks like pretty fitted but i want to be comfy i want to be a literal marshmallow so bigger sizes the bigger the sizer is the better next was a uh, turtleneck knit sweater 
from the company Stateside. All I know about Stateside is they're based here in the US. It was really well made. It was actually from the bins. Um, so I paid next to nothing for it. And it sold for $25.49. So it sold for quite a bit. Really happy with that. Let's see what's next. Dallas Cowboys long sleeve embroidered pullover. Once again, pullovers, such a hit. J. Crew ex excursion down quilted vest. The quilts are coming back. People love quilted stuff right now, as do I. I'm recently, I've been recently looking at a quilted anthropology jacket I'm thinking about getting. Quilted stuff, doing really good. Uh, Mango, Mango, Mango's a really good brand. I think they have more Mango stuff, MNG stuff um, in the UK. It was a, a suit, plaid, mini skirt. What is this? What is it? <laughs> oh, it's, it's just a plaid skirt. Oh yeah, so this was, um. Oh, this was like a grunge kind of 90s long skirt and it went down to the ankle really beautiful skirt and I got that from a garage sale and I did pay a little bit too much for it I paid $15 for it because the lady was really nice uh, but it sold for 26 no it sold for 33 so that made me really happy <laughs> because I paid quite a bit for it didn't lose money though. Always happy about not losing money. Next, the Mountain Kitten All Over Print Fleece Zip Jacket XL. This was such a nice fleece jacket. Literally all cat heads, like, like front, back, sleeves. There was no room left for anything. It's just straight like cats. I love the Mountain brand. Sells so well, so popular. If you are not familiar with the Mountain brand, one of the most popular things you can get for the Mountain is like a solid like tie-dye shirt and then right smack on the middle is like a really zoomed up image of an animal or an insect or a lizard, something like that. Very 90s. Awesome. Next is 90s Martha's Vineyard Varsity Sweatshirt size large embroidered got it for a dollar from a garage sale martha's vineyard stuff doing really well embroidered always doing well as well next was a george Strait wranglers men's small brown button-down cowboy shirt it was a nice paisley brown shirt i think it was also pearl snap pearl snap button-downs Amazing. They always do better than the regular buttons. Next was a hat. Next is a 90s Budweiser King of Beers embroidered windbreaker. This was a really nice pullover windbreaker. And yeah, once again with the embroidery, does really well. Next, Tommy Hilfiger corduroy button-up plaid shirt with pheasants. Now... This was an amazing shirt. I love finding really weird, funky, unique button downs or t-shirts or blouses, stuff like that. And it was a brown corduroy 
pheasants all over Tommy Hilfiger's. I saw one other listing on a really sketchy website and it was around 60 or $70 and it sold for that much. I was able to sell this for $64 and that includes shipping. And I think shipping was about 10, so 50 bucks. And I think I paid $6 at Goodwill for it. So sold it for a good price, picked it up for a good price. Another hat, um, a bodysuit, new with tags, actually from Amazon. Uh, not mine, but I did buy it off of somebody. Next, a Port A t-shirt, men's 2XL. Even if it's a basic Port A shirt, it's still a 2XL, bigger sizes, a lot better. Vintage 90s Hugo Boss embroidered white sweatshirt. I sold this sweatshirt and it was fine. It was, um, it's a big like embroidered boss logo on a white sweatshirt and the embroidery is also white. Super cute, super 90s. Next was a Mystic Origins Pineapple Connection. Oh, this was a solid red sweater and it had flames on the bottom and I think it also had flames on the sleeves themselves. Really beautiful. And I think I got that from the flea market. Next was a Forever 21, of course, crop top. Forever 21, don't shy away from them. I definitely would not pick up Forever 21 in any thrift store, any buy sell trade store, just because the resale value is so goddamn low. But if you're getting it for free or you're getting it at the bins, pick it up if it's cute. It still will sell. I mean, Forever 21 stuff will always sell, just like Sheen stuff. You might not know why, but people, people like that stuff. And some Forever 21 items are actually pretty cute. They actually look really good, um, especially like their basic items, basic shirts, stuff like that. But of course, I know sometimes you can find like really goofy, stupid Forever 21 stuff. Next was an Abercrombie and Fish, Fitch navy blue embroidered silver floral um, ruffle top. Next was a Christopher and Banks embroidered sweater. USA rugby hat. I know I'm saying a lot of hats, but the hats really don't do that great. Next was a really 90s colorful striped sweatshirt from Mark Johnson, size large. And I picked it up because it was 50% wool, 50% acrylic, and it was a dollar. And then I sold a bundle. I can't remember what the bundle is right now, but there were really cute items. I, I forgot what they were. I'll let you guys know. Next was a... Another Abercrombie & Fitch Y2K baby doll cami top. That was amazing. It was like a super 90s like little bow in the front, like front tie lace top. I think lace and sheer items are going to be huge this year. Next was a vintage gray largest twine ball in the world built by one man sweatshirt. Now this sweatshirt was thrashed. No joke. Um, 
when I picked it up, my boyfriend looked at me and he was like, um, you better keep that. Like, you literally can't sell that to anyone. Like, nobody wants that. And I photographed it very well. In the description, I talked about it. I was like, this this shit is in, like, in, in fair condition. Like, please zoom in on the photos. It is in bad shape. And somebody still bought it for, I think, 10 or $12. But it did have, like, an amazing, like, largest twine ball in the world. It was a funny sweatshirt. I actually really liked it. It was a size medium. But I feel like it was on the smaller side, and I don't think it would have fit me, but it was super cute. And then next was an Urban Outfitters asymmetrical open back tie dress. I picked this up because I got it for a good price, maybe around 2 to $4. And oh my gosh, open back, asymmetrical. And it was like this funky, like almost lava lamp design on the front very psychedelic, size small. Not happy about the size, but it sold relatively quickly for 25 bucks. And then July 13th, the Mountain Goathead blue tie-dye shirt sold and that sold for I think $16 and it was a size large. Okay, so that's everything that sold from Let's see, November 4th to January 13th. That's all I have for you guys today. Just a few of my sales. And obviously, like, in the future, I will not be doing what sold uh, stuff for the months because it will just be way too much stuff. But that's what it looks like. That's what it looks like when you kind of give up when you kind of quit for a little bit and you don't have a good inventory system you have to cut your losses and kind of take a step back and realize you know i need to take everything down and i need to th get everything figured out and situated i will not go into depth about how i fixed my inventory system in this podcast but let it be known I did and those are the things that sold for the past three months. It's actually not a lot <laughs> at all but I am working 40 hours a week on Depop probably more quite honestly and I'm treating this like a job like a business first and foremost things are different they will be different in the future I got big plans and I got a lot of inventory and I got to get through it all. So yeah, for more updates on the podcast, reels and stuff like that, check out my selling page on Instagram at up and out thrift. I did have a podcast Instagram page, but I was like, you know what? I already have this selling page, so I'm just going to combine the two and it's working out for me. You can also shoot me a DM on my main account at Lauren Lazelle with any crazy Depop stories you have. I love sharing those, especially on my stories. Um, I just love crazy Depop stories. I mean, Depop is just the craziest Wild West place. I've said it so many times and I will say it again. It is the Wild West of selling. And when you mix that in with like teenagers, oh my gosh. It is um, a comedy of errors. 
I would say. It's nuts. So yeah, shoot me a DM. I am always active on my main account more than I am my selling account. I'm going to try to be more active on there. I have been trying this week, but definitely my main account. I post on my story all the time. Hit me up at Lauren Lazo. Okay, guys, have a good night.